Welcome to the Hustle Sanely podcast, a show where we are breaking up with unhealthy hustle culture and redefining what it means to be productive. I'm your host and new productivity BFF, Jess Massey. Around here, we believe that productivity is so much more than just checking a million things off of a never-ending to-do list. I am obsessed with teaching you how to ditch the feeling of constant overwhelm and cultivate an intentional life by getting your mindset right, getting clear on your vision, and creating a schedule that aligns with your actual priorities. If you want to learn how to live a peacefully productive life, then you're going to want to stick around. Let's go ahead and jump in to today's episode. Hey, hi, welcome back to the podcast, Hustle Sanely Squad. I am so happy to have you tuning in, as you know, because I never stop saying how grateful I am to have you here, but I am so obsessed with this show and recording episodes for you is my favorite content that I create on the internet. So it warms my heart to know that you're on the other side, ready to learn how to live a peacefully productive life. Seriously, I'm just over here feeling extra mushy that we built Hustle Sanely together and that this is my full-time job. Like, are you kidding me? Please imagine me coming through the speaker of your headphones or your car stereo, wherever you're listening, and giving you the biggest hug ever because I totally would if that was possible. Like, technology, it is 2022. Why is this not a thing yet? You know what I'm saying? But also, that's kind of creepy and like Stranger Things vibes, so maybe don't imagine me doing that. But anyways, moving on, I think I'm sappy because we just celebrated Hustle Sanely's third year of me like doing it because on January 5th, which I know you're listening to this a little bit after, but on January 5th, I celebrated three years of dropping out of grad school to do Hustle Sanely. So I'm just like in my Hustle Sanely feels right now. Okay. So anyways, I put out one of those question boxes on my Instagram stories a little bit ago, and I asked y'all if we were having coffee together, what is one question about peaceful productivity? that you would ask me. And I want to share some of the responses that I got. So one was, teach me about discipline. I want to be disciplined so bad. Another one was, how do I commit to my plans? I have plans, but I don't usually commit to them or to getting them done. And then The last one that I'm going to share, it says, I get so pumped to create and start goals, but I stink at being consistent and disciplined. Okay, do we sense a common theme or is it just me? Okay, let's compliment these women first and foremost for being self-aware because here's the thing, you guys, self-awareness is a beautiful thing because when we own and recognize something, that's when we're able to change it. You know what I'm saying? So kudos to these ladies for owning where they're at right now in the name of moving into where they actually want to be. So, okay, I feel like a bad productivity BFF because 
I actually cannot believe that I haven't shared this on the podcast yet. I talk about it on Instagram all the time. There's a mini training on it inside of the 2022 planners, both the digital and the paper versions. I've taught it inside the BFF membership and I teach it in depth in the Dream It Do It workshop, but it's how I set goals to actually achieve them. It's the method that I use. And when I share it with you, you're going to be able to do the same thing. So using this method is how to stop not reaching your goals. I'm not kidding. Before I sat down to record this, I was scrolling through the archives of the podcast like four times and I was like, how the heck do I not have an episode dedicated to this yet? So I guess now is the time it is meant to be. And I'm sure that you have heard of SMART goals before, right? The acronym, I think it stands for Specific, Measurable, Attainable, Realistic, and Timely. Now, this is the method that I was trained to use with my clients when I became a certified personal trainer back in my 20s, which how crazy that I can say back in my 20s, like what the heck, since I'm I'm almost 32, you guys. It's bananas. But anyway, it's what I was taught as a college student to use to create goals for school as well. And listen, I'm sure that it works well for some people, but can I be honest with you guys? I mean, I always am. So why why stop that now, right? It's kind of drab to me, like the SMART goal method. I never saw any of my personal training clients getting stoked about it, and I never got stoked about the format either. So if you're in that same boat, I've got a treat for you today. Allow me to introduce you to a SMART goals older, wiser, and let me just say cooler sister, the Hustle Sanely Switch Goal Mapping Method. So when I was creating the Dream It Do It workshop a few years ago, I was trying to figure out a way to teach goal setting in a way that makes goals meaningful and that sets you up to, you know, like actually accomplish the goals that you're setting. And that's when the switch goal mapping method was born. So it's also an acronym. So I'm going to tell you what each letter stands for. And then we're going to spend this episode breaking it all down. So the S does stand for specific. So that is familiar from SMART goals, right? They were on the right track. They started off strong. The W stands for why attached. The I stands for impact driven. The T stands for timeline attached. The C stands for checkpoints set. And the H stands for habits and routines to support. So like I said, there are a few similarities to the SMART acronym. Getting specific is obviously important. And so is having some sort of timeline. So I do give credit to SMART goals for nailing those two things, okay? But writing goals using the Hustle Sanely Switch goal mapping method helps us focus on who we're becoming as we work toward goals rather than just what we're achieving. Now, this method keeps us from falling into the someday trap. That's what I call it, which is like, yeah, 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 I'll do that someday. Sounds good. But like you actually never do it because you don't have a game plan. And it also positions us to take major action on our goals while prioritizing our mental health and relationships, aka hustle insanely. You tracking? You tracking? So let's break down each letter, okay? So again, the S stands for specific. Now, what this means, it's pretty straightforward. Leave the vagueness out of this. When it comes to goal setting, the more specific you get, the better. I want you to dream in detail. Now, I used this example when I was teaching inside of the BFF membership 
and I also used it in the 2022 planners, and I'm going to share it here too. Instead of saying something like start a blog, that's really broad, very vague, like you're just like, okay, cool, sounds good. I want you to say something like this instead. I am the writer of a food blog that shares weekly dairy-free recipes and tips that are simple to follow and equips people who are new to eating dairy-free to make the lifestyle transition without feeling deprived. Like that's a huge difference from just write a blog or start a blog, right? So how can you get more specific when it comes to creating your goals? I want you to close your eyes for like three to five minutes and use visualization to help you imagine your goal in detail. Now, when creating your goal, ask yourself questions like how much, what kind, and how often, whatever kinds of those questions apply to what you're trying to achieve so that you know exactly what you're working toward. Another thing that I like to do when it comes to getting specific is is I ask myself, what does done look like to me? Because I feel like if you leave it open-ended and you're not sure what like check done means, you're just always kind of floating around like sort of kind of making progress, but like are you actually accomplishing it? I don't know. So that's why I think it's really important to be very clear on what done looks like to you, okay? Um, Another tip that I like to give when it comes to getting specific with your goals is using present tense when you're forming the goals. That really helps you when you're kind of imagining and trying to visualize yourself living the goal out and embodying it. And going along with that, the more detail that you can imagine your goal with, the more you're able to picture yourself living out the actions required to get to the goal. And that means you're more apt to actually accomplish the goal, right? So that is what the S stands for. The next letter is W. And again, that one stands for why attached. What this means, knowing why you're pursuing a goal and having that at the forefront of your heart and your mind is the actual best kind of motivation. So I know a lot of people were talking about discipline and just wanting to be more disciplined. When you know why you're working towards something, it helps you show up more for the goal. It keeps you from getting distracted or discouraged as you're pursuing the goal. Like knowing your why is so incredibly important and it's so simple, but I feel like it's so overlooked and that's why I included it in the acronym. And then another question that I get asked a good amount is how can I make sure that my goals are true to me and that I'm not just copying somebody else's. Now, if you have a strong why to back your goal up, chances are it's a true to you kind of goal. So how do you do this? How do you attach your why to the goal? Ask yourself simply, why does this goal matter to me? So I'm going to give you an example in just a second. We're going to go into I, which is impact driven, um, and I'm going to lump these examples together. You'll see what I mean in just a second. So impact-driven, what it means. When your goals extend beyond just yourself and they're centered around serving other people, you're more likely to focus on the impact that you're making rather than solely on the goal itself. So striving after self-seeking goals, it tends to leave people feeling burnt out and it causes us to neglect our mental health and important relationships because we're just so laser focused on the achievement itself. So how can you do this? How can you make your goal impact 
driven, ask yourself, how can this goal make a difference in the lives of others? And I know these are super simple questions to ask, but so often we just skip over asking them and then we don't ever actually ponder the answers to these questions, right? We have to create intentional space in our lives to answer these kinds of questions. So I want to use the food blog example from earlier um, for having your why attached and being impact driven. So it could look something like this. Why does this goal matter to me and how will this goal make an impact? So you could answer it maybe like this. When I went dairy free, I felt overwhelmed in the kitchen and unsure of how to make good food that supported my needs nutritionally. I want to help those new to the dairy free lifestyle feel confident in the kitchen and satisfied with their plate. See what I mean? When you go back to that statement on the days that you're kind of sitting down trying to get your blog started and you're just like, oh my gosh, this is so much work. This is so difficult. I'd rather be watching Netflix or I'd rather be scrolling on Instagram. You can read that impact statement and your why statement and be like, oh my gosh, the work that I'm doing is important and people actually need this. And it's going to help you with that kind of internal motivation to keep going and to keep showing up. So that brings us to the next letter, which is T and T stands for timeline based. So what this means is you're following a timeline when working toward your goals because it protects you from falling into the I'll do it someday trap. So timelines similar to our schedules and routines, they're tools, not chains. Okay. So a timeline shouldn't stress you out, but it's a tool that holds you accountable to making consistent and sustainable progress toward your goals. So a lot of people get kind of overwhelmed when it comes to creating a timeline. So I want to walk you through the method that I use and that I teach inside the Dream It, Do It workshop to help people create timelines. So determine the first action step and schedule a due date just to get the ball rolling. So your first action step can be something as simple as deciding the blog name. So that goes along with the food blog example that we're talking about in this episode. So that's what you would write down. What is something that you can take action on almost immediately? so that you can build that momentum and just get the ball rolling. So that's what I want you to do first, okay, is choose the first action step you're taking and attach a due date to it. From there, determine the next three to four. I call them big, broad action steps. And again, scheduled deadlines, like choose a day that you want this thing done by and use it as a tool, not a chain. If you are actually working on this goal and on the action steps, you're actively like showing up and doing the work and you need more time, who cares? Not a big deal. Extend the deadline. Like you're the creator of the deadline, but the deadline is there to just hold you accountable and to make sure that you're actually showing up. Okay. So once you've created those three to four big, broad action steps with the scheduled deadlines, then I want you to go and create three to four what I call nitty gritty action steps that go under each big broad action step. And again, attach a deadline to those as well. Okay. So I'm going to give you an example using the food blog example, just because I know that a lot of you guys like me, you just need an example. Like when you hear concepts, you're like, okay, sounds good. But like, how do I do that? So again, the first action step that we chose was deciding the blog name. And then let's just say that's going to be done by January 5th. 2022. Now, obviously, all these dates, I'm just making them up. So don't don't take this to heart, okay? Um, Then I would say, okay, what are four big action steps that I can take to help me launch my blog? So the next big action steps would be mapping out the homepage of the website. Let's say we'll have that done by January 12th. 
action step, big broad action step number two, deciding blog post categories and the first five post topics. Let's say we'll have that done by January 19th. The next big broad action step, get professional photos taken for the website, deadline of January 31st. And then the fourth and final big broad action step that we're going to write down for now is hire a web designer to build the website. And let's say we want to have that done by February 15th. So then the next step would be to take each of those four big broad action steps and to break those down even farther into nitty gritty action steps. So I'm going to do that, give you an example. I'm not going to attach deadlines to each one because it's going to be, it's going to get confusing. I feel like listening, but I am going to tell you three to four little nitty gritty action steps that you can take for each big broad action steps, just so you have a concrete example. So for the big broad action step of mapping out the homepage of the website, some nitty gritty action steps might be research what makes a successful homepage for a food blog, write the copy. And if you don't know what that means, copy is just the words that you read on a website. And then the third nitty gritty action step is make a list of photos that you need for the homepage of your website. So then that brings us to big broad action step number two, which was decide blog post categories and the first five post topics. So three nitty gritty action steps that could go under that brain dump all post ideas categorize posts into groups. And then number three, choose your first five posts. So that is that one. Then we're going to move on to the big broad action step of get professional photos taken for the website. So some nitty gritty action steps there could be research and book a photographer, choose outfits and any props needed for the photo shoot. And then Nitty gritty action step number three is create the shot list or a Pinterest inspiration board to bring with you to the photo shoot. And then that brings us to the last big broad action step. And that is hire a web designer to build the site. And then three nitty gritty action steps that can go under that. Number one, decide which platform you want to use for your website. So like Squarespace, WordPress, those kinds of things. Number two, research web designers for that desired platform form that you land on. And then number three, email three designers to collect proposals. So do you see what I mean? When you sit down to work on your big, broad action steps, you might get overwhelmed if you sit down and it says, okay, hire a web designer to build the site. You're just like, uh okay, but like, what do I do? But when you plan out those nitty gritty action steps ahead of time, whenever you're sitting down to work on your goal and you see, decide which platform I want to use, research web designers for that platform, email three designers for proposals. You can sit down and get to work because you know exactly what needs to be done. So that is why I like to create a timeline using big, broad action steps and then narrowing it down even farther to nitty gritty action steps. And then I use all of of these things, so like the big broad action steps, as well as the nitty gritty action steps to help me come up with my weekly top three tasks and my daily focus three tasks. So that is what the T looks like in the Hustle Sanely Switch goal mapping method. That brings us to the C, which is checkpoints set. So what this means, before you start working toward your goal, it's so important to schedule checkpoints 
ahead of time, okay? The purpose of these checkpoints is to assess where you're at, where you want to be based on that timeline that you created, and what needs to change to align the two. It also gives you the opportunity to make sure that you're prioritizing your mental health and relationships as you pursue the goal. As a recovering workaholic, goalaholic, all the things, I used to like put my blinders on and just like hide away from everyone and everything in my life in the name of accomplishing my goal as fast as possible. And I didn't realize that I was sacrificing my mental health and the important relationships in my life for the goal. I'm going to tell you right now from experience, there is no such thing as a goal that is worth sacrificing either of those things, okay? So having these checkpoints set so that you can just check in with yourself, it positions you to make sure that you don't get to that place, that you're working toward your goal, yes, but that you're doing it in a healthy way. So how do you do this? How do you set these checkpoints? I teach it like this. Choose three dates to check in and reflect on your progress and put them on your calendar. And I'm talking about doing this before you ever start working toward the goal. Like as you're creating the goal, choose three dates that you're going to use to stop and check in and reflect on that progress, okay? We can sometimes be flying through life and forget to pause and intentionally check in. And that's when things like burnout or like I said earlier, accidentally neglecting the important people in our lives happens. And that is serving literally no one. Okay. So I recommend scheduling a checkpoint a week after starting on the goal, a month after starting on the goal, and then every two to four weeks after that, depending on how much time the goal takes. So during these little check-ins, I want you to ask yourself questions like, am I meeting the deadlines outlined in my timeline? Why or why not? Do I feel burned out or like my timeline is kind of unrealistic? Am I neglecting the important relationships in my life as I pursue this goal? Do I feel like the workload and the ways that I'm pursuing this goal are sustainable? So that is the C in the Hustle Sanely Switch goal mapping method. And that brings us to the last letter, which is H. And again, that stands for habits and routines to support the goal. So what this means, this one's pretty straightforward too, right? Implementing habits and routines that align with making progress toward your goals ensures that your actions reflect what you're working toward. So habits and routines, they help you give consistent time and energy to your goals, right? The culmination of our habits is our lifestyle. Like, I want to say that again because I really want you to think about what that means. The culmination of our habits is our lifestyle. So whether you like or dislike your habits, they are forming you as a person. That's a huge deal, you guys. And it's a reminder that what we do day to day has such a big impact on our overall lives. So how can you do this? How can you create habits and routines to support your goal? It's super simple. Don't overwhelm yourself. Choose one, two, or three habits or routines that's going to set you up to make progress on your goal. So sticking with the food blog example, a habit that could support that goal is waking up one hour early, five days a week to work on my website. And that is the H of the Hustle Sanely Switch Goal Mapping Method. 
And that's how you stop not reaching your goals. You use the Hustle Seamly Switch goal mapping method to help you craft goals that are actually meaningful and that set you up to make sustainable and consistent progress on the goals that you're creating. Now, if you have one of the 2022 Peacefully Productive Planners, each month has a worksheet built right into it for you to write a goal using this Hustle Sanely Switch goal mapping method. So I hope y'all liked the way that I used a concrete example throughout the episode to give you something to kind of, you know, sink your teeth into and see the method in action. That's something that I really want to be good about this year on the podcast is just using really concrete examples so that you can apply what you're learning here on the show to your life. So let me know over on Instagram if you apply the Hustle Sanely Switch goal mapping method to any of your current goals and how it goes for you. It literally makes my day when y'all screenshot the podcast episodes and post them in your stories on Instagram and tag me. Like, yes, please keep that coming. It never, ever, ever annoys me, even if you do it every single week. Like, I'm here for it, okay? And please, please, please do not forget to go leave a review over on Apple Podcasts to help me reach my goal of increasing the podcast listens every single month. You are the best. I appreciate you, and I hope you have the best day ever. I so appreciate you tuning in to today's show. I hope that it blessed you right where you're at. If you did enjoy it, take a screenshot of the episode and share it on your Instagram story along with your biggest takeaway. Make sure you tag me at Jess M. Massey so I can see it and share it on my story too. Your feedback is such an encouragement to me and it helps the show more than you will ever know. If you want more Hustle Sanely in your life, head on over to jessicamassey.com. It's actually my favorite place to hang out online. I'll meet you right back here next week. And until then, keep hustling sanely.